Welcome to the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Perda. I'm a life and marriage coach for moms, wife, mom of three, and I'm also an Aries, and for my fellow human design nerds, a sacral manifesting generator. This podcast is for women who want to be happier in their marriage as they navigate their journey through motherhood, even if you're like me and you weren't shown how while growing up. Inside, we're going to be talking about breaking generational cycles when it comes to how to handle conflict in healthy ways, redefining motherhood your way, and prioritizing your well-being because here, we believe that women don't have to sacrifice their happiness to be a great mom. And a quick note to mamas listening with kids around, you may want to pop your earbuds in because nothing is left unsaid on this show, which means there may be times where something I say isn't meant for little ears. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Marriage and Motherhood podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how to help your partner communicate better in a fight. Now, if my voice sounds a little funny, it's because I'm actually recovering from the flu. Yeah, this cold season has been something else. Um, Thankfully, my energy's back up and running. It's just this like lingering cough that won't go away. So if I cough a little bit, excuse me, I'll try and um, limit that. But anyway, I wanted to talk about this because I get asked this so much, so much, right? Like women tend to be the people that are more receptive to doing the work, to improving themselves, to thinking, what can I do differently, right? And so if you're in a situation where you're doing the work, you feel like your communication skills have really improved, but you feel like your spouse isn't, right? You feel like your spouse isn't. They're, they're still being reactive. They're still rolling their eyes, maybe criticizing you, maybe dismissing you, maybe crossing some boundaries, right? And you're just like, I, I don't get it. Like, I'm doing what I feel like I can do. But then once we start arguing and they start doing those things, I feel dragged down. And then I revert back to my, my old behaviors. And then our fights just blow up, right? If this is you, this is for you. Okay. So listen up. So if you have been doing the work to improve your communication and you just feel like you're down because your partner's not playing by the same rules that you have now placed on yourself to have effective communication, I hear you. Okay. I hear you. And you are definitely not alone. And you're thinking, I've done the work. Why isn't my partner doing the work? And how do I make them? How do I encourage them to do this, right? And it could be really defeating when you feel like all this work that you're doing isn't being reciprocated. You're putting in all this effort because let's be real here, changing how we communicate takes a lot of effort, especially if your parents, your caretakers did not give you the tools, did not model healthy communication to you. So you're essentially like, working against what comes natural to you. Like I personally am one of those people and it does take a lot of conscious effort to communicate in the way that I want to versus communicate in the way that I feel like I need to. Does that make sense? So 
when you're in this position where you're doing this and they're not, you might start to wonder, do they care? You might even start to question whether you should keep caring, if you should keep doing the work when they aren't, right? Or why you're doing so much for someone who isn't doing their share of the work since it takes two to be in the relationship, right? And yeah, it does take two, right? Like it's not just you, you're not talking to yourself, you're talking to your spouse. And while you probably wish you could just tell them what they're doing wrong and have them fix it, or pull some magical strings to get your partner to do what you want them to do so that your marriage can finally be better, be great. But that's not really what's going to create the change that you want to see right? And depending on how receptive your spouse is to feedback, like what level of trust you've established with each other, how much personal development each of you have done, how you communicate the feedback, it can come off as you being a know-it-all or not accepting them or maybe even controlling right? And you definitely don't want your spouse thinking any of these things because this will have them doubling down on how they are, maybe becoming even more closed off, feeling like you're not really a team with them, but rather you're against them, right? What's better that you can do is to focus on what type of partner you want to be and begin communicating in a way that will shape the conversation into being more productive and when I like think about how to do this, I think about, you know, what Michelle Obama used to say. She'd say, when they go low, we go high. Okay. And what I mean by that is they will follow your lead. If you follow their lead, let's say they're being defensive, reactive, uh, bringing up the past, telling you how you're not perfect either and you're like doing the same thing, right? Because you're getting defensive, you're getting triggered by what they're saying because you imagine the conversation going one way and it's totally not going that way. If you follow their lead and go against what you have learned to be, what makes up healthy communication, right? Like compassion, trust, openness, active listening, um, being aware of yourself, all of those things, right? And more, you're just going to make the conversation feel worse and harder for you to, to recover from. Okay. So we don't need like two people going in that direction. We need, we still need someone steering the ship, right? So, <clears throat> excuse me, let's say your spouse gets reactive, right? Like you bring up something or maybe they're bringing up something and they get reactive. They start to let the disagreement get to that. And when they start raising their voice, coming off dismissive, or maybe even getting critical of what you're saying, what you're doing, questioning you, uh, bringing up stuff that you've done in the past that have been wrong as well, if you choose to get defensive, let's say you roll your eyes or you mock them, you get reactive, you you know, you do the same things that they're doing, 
then this will make the conversation crash and burn, okay? Faster and harder. Even if you don't like how they're approaching you, the answer is not to play by the same rules that they're playing by because you know those rules are not effective. They're not working. They're not helping you and your spouse grow closer together, which is the whole point of the conflict, right? Conflict is meant to grow the connection, to make you to a more solid team, to get you to back to, you know, resolving whatever the disagreement is and figuring out how to come back together as a stronger union. Now, if the conflict is not going in that direction, then that is a failure, right? Not to say that you're a failure, but that that opportunity to use that to the benefit of your marriage has been lost. So when you lose control over yourself and you begin to get reactive and join them in that game, game's over. Game's over. You're now experiencing unnecessary pain and trauma. And I want to help you to cut that. Like, let's just like remove that part of the equation out of your marriage as much as possible, right? Because we're still human. We can still get reactive. But what I'm saying is, is that you can minimize that greatly when you start to focus on how do I want to show up? How do I want to communicate? How can I steer this ship in a positive direction? Okay. So essentially go high. You want to go high, even if they're going low. Okay. Conduct yourself in a way that will guide the conversation to stay the course. Even if it seems like they're pulling all the stops to derail it, right? They're bringing up your exes. They're bringing up, um, you know, how you messed up with something with the kids, how you left something out in the sink, like whatever it is. Okay. How you haven't been there for them, whatever they're grasping at because they're trying to win, right? But you, because you're in this community, you know that the only way to win is to win together, okay? So if this is happening, you've got to hold your boundaries. Keep the conversation productive as much as you can, right? And what you want to do is conduct yourself in a way that you'd be proud of how you're being, because how you conduct yourself influences how they choose to behave. You might not see this immediately, but over time, you will notice that because if you choose to be reactive right there with them, they're going to stay there too. But if they're reactive and you don't give them anything, then they will eventually stop because They're playing a game that you don't want to play. Here's an example, right? Let's let's think about playing board games with your kids. And I don't know about you, but like my kids think it's funny to play unfair, (laughs) to cheat. Okay. Well, when they're younger, I should say. My oldest one doesn't do that anymore. And my middle one is, is starting to not do that. Okay. Now, when you're playing this game, And they start to decide to cheat to help themselves win, right? 
and you tell them, uh, I'm not going to play if that's how you're going to play. What do you think they're going to do? Right? They will either not play anymore because they're like, this isn't fun because I'm not winning and you're not letting me play how I want to play. Or they're going to start playing by the rules because that means they're going to continue playing with them. Okay. Same thing. Either way, the result of the conversation is going to change because you're not participating. You are not engaging in the way that they want you or expecting you to engage. Maybe you've been engaging in this way for the past decade, however long you've been together. But now you're choosing not to. So while they're playing this age-old game that you two have been playing and you gracefully remove yourself from playing that game and say, hey, I'm playing this game instead. Now they have choices to make because you've already decided how you want to be, what type of communication you want to have in the marriage, what type of marriage dynamic you want to have, what focus you have, right? You're trying to help the marriage. They might also think that they're helping, right? It might be normal for them to have arguments that have a lot of drama, that have a lot of flair to them, right? And you know what's funny? I used to argue this way, by the way, right? Lots of drama, lots of exaggerating, generalizing, accusing, blaming, all of that. Passive aggressiveness, like you name it, I did it, okay? That was like just what came normal for me because of what I witnessed and because of the dynamics that I was in, in previous relationships of mine. So as soon as I started working on my communication and really changing the, like the, the direction of how I chose to communicate what I did in disagreements and arguments, they start to feel more boring, right? But boring is good <laughs> when it comes to conflict because boring means that no one is being so emotional that the emotions are driving what you're doing. All that reactive stuff that you might be doing, whether it's in the past, today, whatever it is, and what your spouse is doing, it's all driven by emotion, intense emotion, okay? However, when you know how to communicate effectively, that dies down. You could see your emotions for what they are, process them, and have a very calm conversation compared to what it was before. So yeah, it can feel boring, but it's actually a win because it's productive. You're actually able to resolve stuff together and stay in the conversation without anyone being intentionally hurt, right? Instead, you're like, yeah, I feel hurt, but I know that you're not trying to hurt me. There's a big difference. And then there isn't like additional jabs going on. You're just having a conversation. You're sharing, you're learning, you're discovering you are creating more intimacy emotionally, which can then translate to better physical intimacy, right? So when you choose to not play the same game, that's going to change the direction and the dynamic of how you communicate. 
it's, it's like magic almost, right? Like this is one of my favorite metaphors I like to use. It's like you two have been doing this like dance, right? You two have been doing this dance with how you communicate, how you argue, like when I do this, you do this. When I go left, you take a step back or whatever, right? And those could mean when I get upset, you think I'm manipulating you and then you attack me and then I get defensive. And then when I get defensive, you start to get passive aggressive. And when you get, when you get passive aggressive, I start to do this. And then it just becomes this like choreography that you two have created. And then you have been dancing that same dance over and over and over again. Like it's your go-to dance because it is, but when you start to notice, huh, I want to dance differently, even taking one small step that deviates from the original choreography that automatically creates a new dance. See how that works? So just by standing your ground with how you choose to communicate, no matter how your spouse communicates, you're already going to be influencing how they're going to communicate in the future by how they react, right? And yes, this is more like a long game kind of thing, okay? Because we don't want to come off controlling because that doesn't work, right? And we don't have a magic wand where we could just wave it over them and be like, you know, bibbity bobbity boo, I want you to become a better communicator when we argue. Like, it just doesn't work like that, right? And so our greatest power comes from being proud of what we're modeling, how we choose to communicate, how we're shaping, guiding, influencing the conversation, right? What we have boundaries for and, and really being firm with them, not mean, I said firm, right? But being firm with them so that you can gradually create healthier communication with your spouse. You're giving them the opportunity to learn at their own pace, to decide on their own, oh, that doesn't work anymore. Let me try a different way. Ooh, this feels better. Okay, let's keep doing it. Let's try this other thing. Ooh, I like that. Oh my gosh, our conversations are are changing so much. The way we argue is so different now. It's It feels so much better. We're not at each other's throats anymore. Or one of us doesn't feel like we have to leave the conversation anymore. And oh my gosh, I, I noticed that you're not crying as much and, and you're really able to like open up or you know, whatever, you're going to start to see changes because you're not forcing, you're not making them feel bad for not being a certain way. You're just upholding your standards for yourself. Because at the end of the day, all you have control over is you and your actions. So loosen the grip on what you feel like you have to make them do. And instead, be more personally responsible over how you respond, right? Even if they trigger you. Once you notice you've gotten back to your old behaviors, just get back to it. Get back on the horse. Like, 
backpedal if you need to, apologize if you need to, and get back to holding your new standards of how you choose to communicate in your marriage. Doing that over time, they're going to get on board. Okay. They're going to get on board. Another benefit of that, actually, I just want to mention is that your kids are going to benefit from that. They're going to start to be able to witness what healthy communication actually sounds like, feels like, and looks like. Okay. So if your spouse is not responding to you or arguing with you in a way that you want to be arguing, release the control. Just release it. Just think about, okay, what are the boundaries that I need to feel safe in this conversation? Maybe even rehearse it. Okay. So set those boundaries, stand firm in your standards for yourself, and just go into the arguments with the intention of, I'm going to be proud of how I communicate. Okay. And if you're like, I don't know how to communicate differently if my spouse is coming at me like that because I just get so triggered. I just like cannot or, you know, whatever other, other things that might come up where you're like, I don't know, I'm trying my best, but it's still not working or, Hey, I wonder if there's still stuff that I need to improve in my communication because it is an ongoing process. We are not perfect. We're human, right? Check out my communication mini course. Okay. Or better yet, if you really want personalized support, then check out my coaching. Okay. I work with my clients over the span of three months and I'd have to tell you majority of my clients communication issues pretty much change, like do 180 within the first month or two. So even if you've been doing this dance for years and you're like, no, it's going to take like the same amount of time, if not more time to change it. Nope. It's not true. Okay. When we work together, we're going to take a look at, okay, what's going on here? What thoughts are going on in your mind? How are you behaving? How are you reacting? What are you making what they're saying mean to you? That's having you do those things so that we can clear that up. We can clarify what you need so that instead of the time that you're spending trying to argue your case, trying to defend yourself, trying to communicate what it is that you are trying to figure out on how to move forward, you can focus on how can I steer this ship to be a productive conversation? Okay. Anyway, I am hoping that you are staying healthy out there. I'm hoping that this holiday season is being kind to you. If you have communication struggles, please reach out. I'm here to help you have healthier conversations so that you don't have to waste your energy and time and, and stress because either way we're going to have stress, right? But like not have to create more stress on yourself, in your home, in your marriage, in your own life. Let's eliminate that. Let's turn communication in your marriage, something that's easy. Okay. Like I literally never thought I would get to this place because back then, like years, years, years ago, I thought that this was going to be my life forever. We just like argue a lot 
And that's just how we communicate. Anytime I don't like something, it just turns into an argument or anytime they give me feedback and I don't like it, it turns into an argument. I just thought that, oh, this is just what happens because it's common in, in marriage. But what's common may not be healthy. Okay. And there is a better way. So instead of spending all that time and energy in fighting, what if you spent that time and energy either on yourself and doing what you want to do or spending that time and energy on connecting as a family, as a couple? That's what I want for you. Okay. Let's redirect that time and energy into something that's more enjoyable. All right. Well, I am wishing you all a happy holiday season. That's it for this episode. I'll be back here next week for another episode on the podcast and I will uh, catch you then. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Marriage and Motherhood podcast. I hope that this episode helped you deepen your relationship with your husband and more importantly with yourself. If you know someone that this episode would help, please share it. All right. See you back here next week. Bye.